0: Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday, February 28th, 2024. We have 251 days till the election. This is the InfoWars War Room, your election headquarters. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Fastest three hours on the internet starts now. Let me tell you what we have coming up today. Big results out of Michigan. And I, I guess because... There's so much other news out there, and the Democrats don't really want to cover the primaries because they've been successful for Trump, and they've got a Biden problem on their hands. So the primaries aren't getting much coverage or or much enthusiasm. But the results last night were huge, not just for Donald Trump against Nikki Haley, But also for the Republican Party, which it is obviously likely that Donald Trump is going to be the nominee for the 2024 election. So we're going to look at some of those numbers. And then we're going to compare and contrast that from the 2020 primary results as well and talk about what it all means. And then there were some big developments on the Hill today. Mitch McConnell is going to be stepping down. No, not tomorrow like he should he's waiting till November so this is really a, a fake step down I would say from Mitch McConnell this is like if you know you're you're gonna get fired but instead you kind of reach a deal with your boss like hey you know I'm just gonna resign so that you don't fire me and you know it, 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 it'll be better for everybody that way so really Mitch McConnell has been fired by the Republican voters. Mitch McConnell has been fired by the conservative movement, the populist, nationalist, America first takeover of the Republican Party, the new right. Mitch McConnell has been fired, but he's he's going to step down. He's going to resign in November, which is about as phony as a, as a resignation or a step down as you could get. So it's, it's, it's nice now as we kind of have a bookend, with the McCousters now, we have a bookend on the horrible Republican leadership of McCarthy, McDaniel, and McConnell. But Mitch McConnell was not going to be the Senate leader in the next congressional session. His time as the Republican leader was up. So so this whole stepping down resignation in November is nothing more than self-aggrandizement and and just more phonyism, false nobility from McConnell. And yet the story still remains. This is the new right. This is the America first takeover of the Republican Party. Matt Gates is celebrating it. We'll talk about that. You had Hunter Biden testifying on the Hill today. We've got some clips and some sound bites from some of the oversight committee's responses. Some interesting developments there. We'll get into that. Some other bad news for Republicans in the House, though. It looks like we may lose a good member of the House with with some bad news coming for Lauren Boebert. So we will talk about that. The illegal immigrant news just never stops. At this point, it just never stops. And unfortunately, we're now reaching a point where, look, and I explained this yesterday, but we're now reaching a point where the odds are that I'll be able to go home safely and you'll be able to go home safely. My crew will be able to go home safely. And, and none of us will actually have to deal with this illegal immigrant crime wave. But, but someday it's likely that you will at this rate. At this rate, it's likely that this illegal immigrant crime wave is going to personally affect us. Affect our personal lives, our families, our friends, our communities because nothing is stopping the invasion it's only getting worse and just as we predicted okay well maybe we've stalled it out in in texas maybe we've stalled out the invasion in texas for the time being now it's just happening in california so it hasn't really stopped it's just been moved but you know we don't we don't hear about the Americans that get murdered by illegal immigrants, raped by illegal immigrants. There was a cop that was brutally murdered. We don't celebrate them or hear their names. Why? Why do you hear about the George Floyds? Because that's propaganda, Democrat Party propaganda.
1: We have products that will change your life that are amazing. I want to sell you products that really work, so you want them again. But if you don't support us, we won't be here. Plus, you really need Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 95% curcuminoid. The strongest other top brands are 75, 80%. Nobody makes it 95. We went to the top, one of the top makers. We said, we want the strongest you can make. Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, 40% off. InfoWarStore.com. We have Nitric Boost, 40% off. We've been selling Nitric Boost for a couple of years. Never had it below 25 because there was hardly any profit there. We went to a place that gives us stuff just as good or even better. That's where we're getting it from. And it's 40% off, passing the savings on to you. Nitric Boost, you need to experience it, you need to take it. So, infowarstore.com for Nitric Boost. And so many other great products as well, like TurboForce, 10-hour clean energy back in stock. InfoWarsStore.com, TurboForce.
2: There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need nothing less than a knight, shining. They'll hunt him, they'll set the dogs on him, because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room, with Owen Schroyer.
0: party looks to be on its last legs, ladies and gentlemen. Kevin McCarthy already out. Ronald McDaniel set to be out next. And now Mitch McConnell saying he'll step down in November, but that's kind of a false step down. He wasn't going to be the Senate leader in the next congressional session anyway. So this is really kind of a false, phony step down. And unfortunately... Him not stepping down until November means he can just sabotage policy, cut deals with Chuck Schumer, sabotage Donald Trump up till the election. So that so that's really what that means. McConnell is going to step. He's going to stick around long enough to sabotage Trump and America up until the election, and then act like he's some sort of political nobility with his step down. So yeah, we're all excited that 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 swamp creature, Mitch McConnell is stepping down, but he needs to step down tomorrow. If, if, he was, if he was truly stepping down, if he was truly stepping aside, realizing he's not helping anything anymore, he's not wanted by the Republicans anymore, then he'd step down tomorrow. So this is a phony step down, although it does represent a victory, I think, for the new right, the populist, nationalist, America first takeover of the Republican Party, we're no longer going to have losers like Ronald Romney McDaniel, Kevin McCarthy, and Mitch McConnell leading us. And, and hopefully if we do win a presidential election in 2024, maybe we have a House and a Senate that will actually get things done. Because that's what we want. We want political results. And we want policy that puts America first. We want results from the evidence we have against the Biden crime family. But I'll get to Hunter Biden's testimony coming up later on the show. We'll, we'll dive into that in the second hour. I want to get into the, these these numbers from last night real quick and do a compare and contrast when it comes to 2020 and 2024. So Trump wallops Nikki Haley again in Michigan. And the latest numbers, and this is 99% reporting, Trump had over 750,000 votes. Nikki Haley 295,000 votes. Trump getting 68%, Haley 26. So it was a, it was a shellacking. Now Haley continues to say she's not going anywhere. We all know why that is, but that's another big victory for Trump. Uh, of course, Biden mostly running unopposed. Gets 618,000 votes. That's 81% of the vote. Now, there were some interesting races at some local levels like Dearborn, Michigan, where Joe Biden actually lost to undecided or uncommitted. Actually finished second to Joe Biden. So Marianne Williamson and Dean Phillips actually behind uncommitted. Now, to me, that means that maybe they vote Donald Trump. If they're not willing to vote for any other Democrat on the ticket now, if no other option is presented, do they vote for Donald Trump instead of Joe Biden? That's what it would mean to me. But nonetheless, there were important races like in Dearborn, where Joe Biden actually lost to uncommitted or, or undecided. But you look at the overall numbers, good for Trump, good for the Republicans, as Trump with his 757,000 votes beats Biden with 618,000 votes, and then even the runner-up, Nikki Haley, with 295,000 votes, beats the runner-up, undecided, with 101,000 votes. So the numbers were big for Republicans last night, not good for Democrats. Now, this is actually extremely reflective of the results before all the voter fraud in the 2020 election. But let's just put that aside and go ahead and look back at the 2020 primary. And if you're looking at these numbers, then you would say this is an even bigger victory for Donald Trump than just the 2024 numbers indicate. Because if you look at the primary results, the Democrats actually had big turnouts. They had big turnouts. With Biden getting 840,000 and Bernie Sanders getting 576,000, Trump, of course, won the primary with 640,000. Now, you could argue that's because people didn't get out to vote for Trump. He was the incumbent. It was pretty much assumed he was going to get it anyway. But but nonetheless, Democrats showed up pretty strong in the 2020 primaries for Joe Biden and Bernie Sanders. They did not show up. They did not show up this go around. Now, you could make the same argument that, well, that's because Biden is the incumbent. And yet still the numbers would favor Donald Trump for 2024 in in all of these different Angles and scenarios. So big turnout for Republicans last night. Small turnout for Democrats. And I think that is an accurate representation of voter enthusiasm as we head into the 2024 election cycle. There is not much voter enthusiasm on the Democrat side of the aisle. The hatred for Donald Trump is just not there like it once was. And the excitement for Joe Biden has never truly existed. And I believe that's reflective in the final results from last night. But a lot of people, I mean, the Democrats' voter turnout was almost 50% of what it was in 2020. So that's not good news if you're the Democrats, and it was up for Republicans. Now, again, there's other angles, but still, I think you weigh it all and you say, this looks good for Donald Trump, and this looks good for Republicans, even down-ballot, When you consider the 2024 presidential election. Now, a couple other things. We're going to play clips. We've got clips from the Hill in response to Hunter Biden's testimony today. But it's mostly what you would expect. So there is no Hunter Biden cooperation as far as these oversight committee hearings are concerned. There has been from Devin Archer. There has been from Tony Bobulinski. There have been from four witnesses of the Biden crime family and the Hunter Biden business deals. They have four witnesses that have testified. And Hunter Biden's testimony is, well, let's just say it doesn't sync up. And remember, Joe Biden said, oh, I never talked to my son's business partners. Well, now, um. Hunter has even testified to the contrary. But hey, and I was thinking about doing this as a gag, but but I don't really have the time. But I was thinking about doing it as a gag, just picking up my phone right now and just calling my dad. Be like, hey, dad. He'd be, he'd be like, Well, what, what are you doing? Aren't you on air? Like, yeah, how's the weather? you like, What the hell is wrong with you, son? Are you feeling okay? Are you sick? No, this is normal. And so Jamie Raskin comes out and he says, Yeah. And because we have the texts, we have the voice recordings, it's, it's, it's all on record. Yes, Hunter would text threatening gangster mafiosa-style messages to Chinese business partners saying, give me the money or my dad's here and he's going to make you pay. And so it's all on record that Hunter was contacting Joe during these meetings. And then they say, oh, he was just asking about the weather. Ah, yes. Yeah. And Jamie Raskin says, everybody does that. Everybody calls their pops in the middle of a business meeting and asks about the weather. That's totally normal. (laughs) What? And it's Dan Goldman and Eric Swalwell up there nodding their head like, totally normal. Yep. Yeah, people just call their dads in the middle of business meetings and ask about the weather. It's totally normal stuff. Nothing suspicious about it. But but still, Joe Biden said that he never even talked to them. Well, apparently he at least talked to them about the weather. But maybe he also talked to him... um, I don't know, maybe about pizza or pasta or something like that. <sighs> so we're gonna we're gonna cover that, and and, and uh, I've also got big news on the illegal immigrants. The crime wave is just unbelievable, and then some other bad news for Republicans. But uh, it doesn't all have to be bad, but uh, sad news I would say personally for Lauren Boebert. But then what this could potentially mean for the House is uh, is also interesting. And then we're also going to be monitoring James O'Keefe. Look, Judge Ingeron is a bit of a freak, and he likes to work out. And I hey, look, for an 80-year-old man or whatever he is, he's probably in pretty good shape. He's still going to the gym every day. He likes to take pictures of himself naked to, to see how good he looks. And who knows, probably sends him around to um, other ladies in the courtroom he's interested in. But, but I'm uh, that's a conspiracy theory. James O'Keefe, we're going to be on the lookout for this. It should be up now, but it, it probably just went up. James O'Keefe undercover workout with Judge Ingeron. And um, knowing what an arrogant little punk he is, I'm sure he had something interesting to brag about. To James O'Keefe. So all of that coming up. But first, we're about to be joined by Mickey Willis, an award-winning uh, award-winning filmmaker. His most recent award-winning film, *Plandemic*. They did a screening here in Austin, Texas. It was uh, very fun to be a part of that. And he's got a new, I guess you might call it a sequel to *Plandemic* with a new spin. With a new spin, he's going to be joining us in studio coming up next. First, here's a little bit of a teaser for that upcoming film. So there you go did you expect that did you expect that mickey willis's latest film would be a musical i certainly did not i gotta tell you i was just explaining to mickey as he was sitting down in studio that was a curveball for me now i know you you've been you've been making films for decades you've had multiple award-winning films i mean you kind of did a little bit of a pivot into more of the you might call it political documentary styles um, with the great awakening and plandemic But this is a totally different ballgame for you. A musical. Why? Why did you
3: decide to make your next film a musical? Well, that's the question that everyone keeps asking. And the the answer is actually... Why? You want to know why? uh, The answer is pretty simple. And that is music is one of the most powerful ways to communicate and also one of the most dangerous weapons when it comes to the, the power of indoctrination. Because what other forms, modalities of media do we repeat the lyrics to for 50 years 60 years think about you know i had favorite songs as a as a teenager in school i hear them today i'm still singing those lyrics so those get embedded into into our psyche and our music our art all these pa- the powerful expressions of our, our creative genius as the human organism have been hijacked by divisive demoralizing messages um, even so that our the frequency literally the vibrational frequency of the music has been tuned away from harmonious frequencies to dissonant um, disharmonious harmonious frequencies that that lead to a lot of the stuff that's happening in the world the stuff that you were just reporting on the crime rate um, the the depression the anxiety all of that people don't understand that when they're listening to th- their so- these songs that are playing on the radio a lot of them have uh, become this um, th- this Poison, this electronic vibrating poison that does affect us in a negative way. So, this was for me an expression. The, the way it actually started was three years ago, we were at Del Big, Big Tree's house, the host of The High Wire, and we had a little bit too much wine. And Deepak, who is the musical director of Plandemic the Musical, was with us and he brought out his guitar and we started singing parody songs about COVID because this was during the lockdown and all of us were celebrating, 50 of us together. I'm um, having Turkey and celebrating Thanksgiving. And we started to sing these songs together and someone said, Oh God, this would be a great Broadway musical. And I, I, stopped. I just hit me like a light, light and bolt. And I said, we're going to do a musical. And some, everyone laughed. My, my wife knows that when I say stuff like that, that I mean it, she goes, he's not, he's not kidding. And <laughs> I said, I'm not kidding. And so we started production on it. And it's really a call to, for us to take back our, our creative expressions and also in, in, a, in a way to understand that in, in a certain way, we're living through the dark ages right now. And when you understand the connection to the renaissance, renaissance means rebirth. And the renaissance period is what really pulled that era out of the dark ages. And it's time for us to activate the next renaissance and to come back into creating our solutions. Um, you know, I always say it's a, it's... We've been, we've been convinced and wired to see ourselves as consumers. They want us to just consume. And consumption takes, but we're innately creators, and, cre- and creators give. And so this is a, really a calling for people to step up back into their creative expression. Don't let them kill comedy. Don't let them kill your music. Let's take it back, and let's begin to celebrate life again. Let's, let's break our addiction to the negativity, because when we're absorbed all day long into the negativity, we start to kind of resonate with that. And we, and we don't even know that we're literally spreading that out in the world. The very thing that we're that we're seeking to solve, we're actually generating in the world. So it's time for us to step back into a higher expression of who we are as creators. And that, that's what this musical is about.
0: Well, and it, it seems that you got some pretty big names involved there, at least in that teaser. I mean, even some locals like J.P. Uh, Sears and Dale Bigtree. I guess my imitation got lost in the mail. Um, but... Oh, I want to revisit the dark ages. I want to revisit the, the the musical frequencies because I think this is very important. But I'm curious, who had the most influence? Because I did see Jimmy Levy, I did see Hi Rez. You just mentioned the, the other director that was involved. I mean, did did you have some involvement? Who was really dr- who was really kind of the driving force creatively behind the song, behind the dance, behind putting it all together?
3: Well well, the concept was mine. I wrote I sat down and wrote a script. And I used to be a screen screenwriter in Hollywood. So I sat down and it just poured out of me within a day or two. And, and what was amazing is the lead actors. I want to give a shout out to Casey Harris and, and, and Suzanne. Uh, She just changed her last name. It was levels. And I'm so sorry, Suzanne, (laughs) whatever your, you went back to your maiden name. Um, They are the stars of this. And I had, I had a very, I always start when I write something with, I I imagine a character and I sometimes I write a bio of the character, who they are, where they grew up. Just so I have a a really clear archetype to, to write about, so their voice main, remains consistent as I'm writing, and I visualized this heavy set african American guy with an infectious smile and i and I also wrote that the, his love interest was this big brown eyed beautiful you know um cashier at this at this um at this uh market and And then I started to do casting here in Texas, and it was I couldn't find. I couldn't find the characters. I just couldn't find them. So I thought, geez, man, I'd hate to go back to L.A. for anything. But I think we're going to have to go back to L.A. and cast, cast these two roles. And then I go to my friend's roadhouse. It was her birthday, and she owns Pootie's Roadhouse. And, and she's, come, you got to see this band, Cap City band. Come, come check them out. So we show up for her birthday. The two singers come out, and it's my two characters, literally. And they start singing and harmonizing together. And I was like, this, these are the people I wrote this for, literally. And so I, I went home and I texted her immediately. I said, sorry, we had to leave early, but can you connect me with their manager, please? And they'd never acted a day in their life. When you see them in this film, you'll never know that because they're so talented. And because of their camaraderie of traveling together, playing every single weekend together, harmonizing together, their chemistry is on fire in this film. And, it's, and it's, it, you, you really believe it because it's a, it's, a, it's a love story, ultimately. Is yeah. um is the film still in production, or have you
0: finished it? Is it ready it's for
3: screen? It's, it's in color correction right now, but it's, it's 100% done. We premiere it March 9th in Las Vegas. That's the live premiere. And if anyone wants to join us, you can go to Plandemic.com, or you can go to RePlatformVegas.com, and we're part of this incredible event that has uh, three or four days of, of really incredible stuff happening from a whole COVID litigation panel where all the top attorneys and doctors are meeting to talk about bringing justice to the crime against humanity called COVID-19. We have a masquerade ball, and then we have this parallel economy uh, uh, panels and discussions about really solutions and how we rebuild our nation and our world. And so that's March 9th, live in Vegas. I'll be there, J.P. Sears, Jimmy Levy, Judy Michaelvitz, uh, the whole cast will be there to, to meet everyone, and I, I, would, I would love to see people there in person. Now, Vegas, you know, there's kind of
0: a competition to Hollywood forming. Mel Gibson, Mark Wahlberg, they're trying to start up studios there, yeah. kind of compete with the California Hollywood scene. Is that part of the reason why you chose Vegas?
3: No, I, I, I wish I could say that was the reason, but you know I think part of it, this event was already taking place and then they reached out to us and said, would we like to premiere a movie there? And we were just about to set another big premiere like the one you attended for The Great Awakening. We were just getting that lined up here. And this was an offer we couldn't refuse because it's in the city of sin. And we thought if we can bring all these people here into Vegas and do this right, let's let's do it in Vegas before we launch it locally. And so they already had this, the ball rolling, but I do love the fact that all these all these new endeavors are popping up right there in in that really in the mecca of of what they call the city of sin and and what better place because there's so many players there that understand what's happening in the world and there's so many people there that have resources and one thing that our movement has lacked is the resources to compete with those who actually print their own money you know it's it's like we need the resources so that we can defend ourselves legally i know you've had to do tons of that And it gets very, one of the first lines of attack is trying to push us all into bankruptcy so we can't defend ourselves, right? We'll be right back. We're up against a break. We'll be right back. Working at
0: InfoWars is a very demanding job and hosting a three-hour talk show is very demanding as well. And I've got two sources for energy and focus, both available at InfoWarsStore.com. In fact, I never go on air without them at my desk, Turbo Force Plus, 10 hours of clean energy in one scoop of Turbo Force Plus from InfoWarsStore.com. So I take it maybe 30 minutes, an hour before the show. I've got plenty of energy to get ready, go through all the news, work with the crew to have all the elements ready to go. Turboforce Plus, Infowarstore.com, And then I've got extra energy even beyond that. If I want to do interviews late into the night or help edit videos, come up with names and titles for the segments, I always go to TurboForce Plus. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, get yourself some TurboForce Plus. Take advantage of this sale while supplies last. Just one more thing. Never do I go on air without my Brain Force Plus as well for mental clarity mental focus mental energy also available at infowarsstore.com if you've got a big presentation at work a big exam coming up go to infowarsstore.com get yourself some turbo force plus and some brain force plus and you'll support the InfoWar in the process turbo force plus brain force plus infowarsstore.com ladies
1: and gentlemen we're in a war against the globalist Gunther in Tennessee. Thanks for calling, Gunther.
2: Hey, Alex. First time caller. Real quick, wanted to plug your foundational energy. Uh, Just started taking that. And uh, boy, three pills, uh, recommended dose. I was bouncing off the walls. But uh, I I tell you, foundational is the right name for that product because I'll cut down to one. and uh, It's like you have a baseline of energy that you were missing before that you got back so well i'm glad you
1: mentioned that because it's methylfolate the breakdown of folic acid and a lot of people particularly europeans don't absorb all of the folic acid so it's not a stimulant it's a totally natural thing that boosts energy that's foundational and and was i lying to you or or did it not work
2: no it, it was top notch and i was i was actually taking red pill plus before and that's got a little folic acid in it i think there was a little build-up from this, but the energy from this was no jitters. I mean, it's top notch It's a great product.
1: Well, thank you so much. Yeah, no, folic is great and is in real red pill, but some can't Absolutely. break it down. This is the breakdown of
0: it. That's exactly it. The year is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray of hope for humanity. It's Bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend
4: of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the InfoWars. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated.
3: If you are receiving this
2: transmission, you are the resistance. Dismantling the leftist propaganda machine, it's Owen Schroyer.
0: Willis in studio. The new musical, the new musical, you heard that right, is coming out uh, premiering March 9th in Vegas and then hitting local movie
3: theaters. Is that the plan? I don't know that this one will be in movie theaters because it's connected to the plandemic um brand, and uh that's that's still probably the only word. Someone told me the other day they said, you know, pandemic is the only word that you literally can't search on Google. It won't allow you to to, and if it does, something does come up, it's n- never positive. So I don't think we'll go on musicals with this. And it's only 20 minutes long, the, the movie. We kept it very short. Um, but our next movie is definitely, we're going to do a th- theatrical release on that. But this this one will be, I made a commitment in 2020 to not profit on the um, Plandemic brand at all. And so I've given my book away. Um, and all three uh, other uh, episodes of the Plandemic series are free online at Plandemic.com. And this one, too, uh, we, we had an offer from Rumble to do a, 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 a paid partnership. And I said, we're, we'd be super, um, super honored to do a partnership with you. But I just can't. I can't receive a dollar for this. And so it'll be free to the people shortly, sometime after the, the March 9th premiere. Uh, we'll, we'll release it online and, and, uh, and give everyone a chance to see it and share it.
0: Well, and speaking of censorship or, or getting blacklisted, you were telling me in the break that <laughs> Netflix is removing your name. From some of the films that the project you've been on there on Netflix, they said we got to take you off.
3: Yeah, it wasn't Netflix itself; it was literally the production company that we did the movie for, and uh, they had reached Crazy. out to me, they had reached out to me shortly after uh, Plandemic Two came out, and they said y- you've you've put us all in danger with with doing the the work that you're doing. They're totally woke, and they said, um, and you know, we have a, a Netflix distribution deal, and we're very very nervous that they're they're going to. Uh, uh, kill the deal once they see your name attached to it. And uh, and they said, so we, we, we just really feel the best thing is just to remove your name totally from the movie.
0: See, to me, th- that is the most unreal level of, like, I, I'm, I'm like, my soul my soul and my spirit is like wavering. Like, what? Like, yeah. you're a threat? That's It's like, wait a second. Yeah. You, you opened the border. You created a deadly virus. You created a Apparently deadly so. vaccine. It's like, wait, where are your guys? You guys aren't even, your priority yeah. scale is completely reversed here if you think that Mickey Willis is somehow a threat. It's all inverted. Uh, it's it's insanity. But I want to get back to something you were talking about earlier, and that's the frequency in the music. Yeah, I think a lot of people aren't aware, and and there's some there's some there's some deeper layers to this too. Even the way they recorded it, from the frequencies that it gets broadcasted out on the radio, there's been so many ways music has quite literally been weaponized.
3: It has absolutely been weaponized. I mean, we all understand the CIA connection to hip hop music and and the messages that that have you know been used through that medium of music for so long that have done so much damage to the hip hop community and to everyone who listens to hip hop with the demoralizing, divisive messages about killing cops and hoes and all you know everything that 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 those messages have have achieved in creating. What a lot of people don't understand is that is that decades ago, once it was really discovered through science that. You know, the, the planet Earth resonates. It's called the Schumann Resonance. It, it resonates at a very particular frequency. And so uh, all, the, the human body is electromagnetic, by vibrating uh, being. And and our music originally, when when indigenous cultures came together to play music in African cultures, they understood that there's a certain resonance that brings people together in the celebration of life that helps you transcend, go beyond the mind, to understand, to receive higher intelligence, and to also unify not only with each other, but with nature itself. And those frequencies have been shifted to uh, dissonance, through to chaotic frequencies that cause a lot of the problems that we're now experiencing in our societies.
0: Or it's like, if you can achieve a, a higher consciousness through music or a higher intelligence, you can also reverse that. You can have a lower consciousness, a lower
3: intelligence. 100% right. So we... we this is one of the greatest secrets that has been kept from mankind, is is the power to understand the our hurts and, and how we vibrate. And that literally everything that we're absorbing, that we're receiving, everything is a broadcast, a transmission, and a receiver, right? So we're either right now, we're, you and I are broadcasting, but at the same time that I'm broadcasting, you're receiving what I'm saying and the audience is receiving that. And so what is it? At what level of what hurts, what frequency are we broadcasting and receiving? Because just like the radio in your car, you can be a very clear station that, rec- that, that, that picks up uh, music, that actually uh, propels you into the awareness that never allows you to for- forget of the gift of life and, and how fortunate and honored we should be to just be taking a breath of e- every moment. And then you have the frequencies that suddenly make you feel like everything sucks. And when you start to understand that the frequency is used as medicine and poison, and that it's one of the reasons that our young people are having such a hard time right now, and and yeah. it, it leads them to what we're looking at right now. Like, that's little Zan, right? A little a young... Little Zan? Little Zan, who named I'm himself after Xanax, yeah. right? Which is a horrible, a horrible... You know, pill. and he's he's making a reversal in his life, from what I understand right now, too. But these that's kids good. are starting to wake up to realize like something's wrong with us. We've never, you know, we don't have any of our, our friends aren't well. Um, everyone's on medication. Everyone's on opioids and they're suicidal and, and something's going on with us and the music is a big part of it. So when we set out to make a musical, this wasn't trivial to me. This was like, no, let's, let's, let's celebrate life. Let's put some powerful messages in there with, with, with the, uh, this one, the message really is clear. It's, it's this isn't going to stop until we stop it. That's that's the key message that activates this transformation in this in this grocery store from one of the gloomiest zombie I I'd say I want it to look like Zombie Land, right? Just green fluorescent lights to this spectacle of the variety show where down every aisle is a different genre of music to really kind of celebrate the melting pot that is America and. And to and then suddenly everything becomes vibrant and alive, and it's like that's what we need to do right now on planet Earth here as the organism that is humanity is to remember who we are as creative beings. And the moment we do, we start to immediately realign with with what we need most right now, which are solutions. I'm so tired of talking about the problems. Every weekend I speak in a, in a new in a new city, and I have to, I sit there sometimes with a, a lineup of amazing, brilliant people, but I usually walk out of the room and just say, "Let me know when I'm up." And the reason is because. I'm tired of hearing about myocarditis. I'm tired of hearing about all the problems that we get it. I knew this in 2022. What are we moving on to next? And can we start talking from a human standpoint of our of the importance of family, the importance of our children? Can can you know men have kind of been you know uh, just kind of discarded as these you know these caregivers? But you know dad's voice doesn't really matter anymore. Bullshit. Like dads get involved in your families again. It's not only the women that are the nurturers. We need the dads. When I go to these events, 2,000, 4,000 people, 70% of them are mama bears in the audience. And I always say, where's your husbands? Oh, they're home watching football or whatever. And, and that, that, is, that is something that we need to evolve past right now where the men understand that the more time we give to all these, uh, these meaningless fetishes, the, the more that this, our freedoms are being encroached upon. And just like we're doing right now, so many people waking up to to ask the question of like, how the hell did all of this happen while well, we've been sleeping? So this is yeah. the time to wake up.
0: Well, I think the awakening has definitely happened and the evidence is everywhere. And um, mm-hmm. just to respond to everything you said in in a quick 90 seconds before we break for the next segment. You know, the, the one thing that kind of because I come from the sports media, I come from the sports world. And when I kind of went into my shift and in going into politics and, and my awakening, red pill, whatever you want to say the the one thing that really stuck out to me and it was always kind of lurking there when i grew up you know when i matured as an adult it was you know you see these men that go to say a football game and i like sports i still like sports but you see these men that go to a football game and they've got the whole body paint
3: another man's name on the and back <laughs> they're, and they're
0: screaming at the top of their lungs yeah. and they're so passionate i'm like i'm like my brother if you could just put that energy and commitment towards something that matters We probably wouldn't be in the position we're in, but not to go off on that, Jack. You know, the one thing, too, I think that this is what I when I talk about there's a new right forming. It's it's kind of taking over the Republican Party. We want results. We don't want to hear about the Biden crime family. We want to see somebody in cuffs going to prison for the crimes that they've committed. And then and then to kind of close out with the with the music situation. Cultures have known this since beyond any of the modern day technology has been around that you can use music to kind of put people into a trance or to train them. That's why war always had music. Whether it was trumpets or drums, it was like, boom. As soon as you heard that, you know, oh, I'm in fight mode now. So it's been trumpets, it's been drums. So music can also be used uh, to put you into a trance, a state of mind. Mickey Willis is our guest. The new Plandemic musical is coming out soon. You don't want to miss it. We'll be right back.
1: in Florida. Thank you for holding. Go ahead.
2: I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. But I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing shit. Excuse my friends.
1: Well, look, look. There's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%, 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products. And if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at infowars We have Next Level Foundational Energy with the methylfolate and the B-Complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took Next Level Foundational Energy?
2: <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple of weeks now. And in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to have energy you know and, it, and it, that's pretty much it it doesn't feel like a stimulant you just feel like you're supposed
1: to and what it does is it's the it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody but particularly some people northern europeans have, have a low breakdown of so you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with that's why next level foundational energy is so important thank you for the call victor and thanks for the plug People ask me all the time, why do your supplements work so well? Because we go out and find out what's already the best sellers nationwide and worldwide. Then we go to the top companies that produce them and we private label already existing best-selling products. And in most cases, we ask them to make it even stronger, even better, because we want it to work for you. We want you to love it. We want you to come back and get more of it. We treat you like we want to be treated, plus that's just good business. Ladies and gentlemen, I can tell you we have the strongest turmeric formula out there, bar none. We went to multiple top suppliers in the country about five years ago now and said, what is the strongest curcuminoid or concentrate of turmeric you put out? They said it's 75, 85 percent, but most people only go with 5 percent. That's raw turmeric. We said, what's the strongest you can do? 95 percent. We have the strongest turmeric on the market at 95% with a bunch of other natural ingredients that supercharge it for inflammation, for your joints, for your bones, for your brain, for your heart, for your kidneys, for your liver, for all your organs, for everything. This is such an incredible product. It's Bodies Ultimate Turmeric Formula with 95% curcuminoid extract. That's the concentrate of turmeric. Ladies and gentlemen, Bodies is an incredible product. And when you get it, it funds the info war, which is a 360 win. Why are some of you shopping with the big box stores and the establishment, who have some great supplements, by the way, and some crap ones? Why aren't you shopping with the good guys at InfowarStore.com? I want to thank all of you that do shop at InfoWarStore.com. I want to encourage all the other great listeners and viewers, people watching us on X and you name it, to please go to InfoWarStore.com and check out these amazing products like Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. And I know you're going to love it and become a repeat customer. That allows us to stay on the air and expand in the face of the tyrants. So get your Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula now with 95% of humanoid at InfoWarStore.com. Receiving this transmission, you are the resistance.
0: I'll tell you, we gotta, I want to talk about, we need to. Pay the bills. All right. I want to talk about something that Mickey Willis, my studio guest, brought up earlier, and that was the dark ages. You said something that some people may have heard it and thought, oh, wow, he's right, or they may not have understood what you were saying. You said, well, we live in a modern day dark ages. Most people probably can't even comprehend what you just said. Well, what do you mean? How can I live in the dark ages? I have the smartphone, I've got my brand new flat screen TV, I've got my cool new Tesla vehicle. Like, look at all the cool stuff they just built a new sports stadium. It's like, no, 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 no. The Dark Ages we're, we're referring to is the degradation of culture, the degradation of civilization. Yeah, I can go to the brand new sports stadium. I mean, Austin is expanding; they got new sports arenas everywhere. I can go downtown to the new uh, basketball arena concert venue, and I'm going to see homeless people. I'm going to see I'm going to see violent crime. That's the representation of the Dark Ages. You know, that's what it is. It's it's the culture that promotes trans kids it's the culture that promotes satanic music to the children i mean that's the dark ages you're speaking of Mm. but Mm. you talked about the renaissance was the answer to the original dark ages i want you to expand on that a little bit because i think that's an interesting observation
3: absolutely well the parallels are are pretty remarkable when you consider so the the world was the, the black plague was kind of the COVID of that era right and so everyone is dying from the Black Plague and there's ashes in the air from I don't know how many people know that uh, Ring Around the Rosies is actually a song about the Black Plague. You know, the kids singing ashes, ashes all fall down kind is kind of an cremation. awkward
0: thing if the kids knew what they
3: were <laughs> if the kids knew what they were singing. Exactly. And so, you, you know, the world is plunged into this very depressing dark age where everyone is living in fear of death um and then there are a lot of things that happened within within the 200 year span of you know things like the invention of the printing press the invent, invention of paper which allowed for the dissemination of information and poetry and art and 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 biblical information and 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 new new I- ideals um and and so after you know years and years of being really and under the stranglehold of this very, very dark period of time, as the people started to just reach a point of like, "I'm we're done with this, the human spirit emerged. And that's why when you see the Renaissance period, you see these fabulous hairdos and these dresses and these suits and, and, and art and literature and poetry and everything. They started to share this information. And I always look at the printing press like today's, the internet is the modern day printing press, right? So that allowed us to share information on an, even a larger scale with everyone. So now, for better and for worse, the Internet's doing tons of damage right now, but we can actually—everything's a weapon or a tool. It depends on how we use it. And so this is the this is the moment for us right now to declare that we're ready for the next renaissance where we're going to unleash the creative spirit, the brilliant, resilient, creative spirit that is yeah. humanity, and we're going to stop waiting for the hero to come save us and to realize that truly, if you look at— if you just understand just the work of Joseph Campbell, who spent his lifetime studying— uh mythos and the stories that humans have been telling each other from the beginning, from the etchings on the cave wall, to the campfire stories. And he spent his whole life accumulating all these stories from all different cultures, all different periods of time to find out what is the commonality? Why do we tell these stories? And, and then when you look at them, you realize, you know, there's a common thread in all of these. And he mapped that out and ended up calling it the hero's journey. And, and ultimately what the hero's the plight of the hero is, Years ago, Hollywood adapted his hero's journey story, and it is now literally the foundation of the three-act play that creates every Avengers movie and every epic story out there, based loosely, directly or indirectly, on Joseph Campbell's work, which is about a reluctant hero that stumbles upon some major event that is, is threatening life in some way. It could be just threatening his life, or it could be the end of the world. And they are suddenly the person, think of Richard Dreyfus in Close Encounters, right? He sees the UFO and now he's the crazy guy and he's shaping mashed potatoes that look like Devil's Tower. And he, he's obsessed with finding the answer and moving forward. And you think of Neo and the, and the Matrix and Luke Skywalker and all these epic stories. What is it that the hero ends up learning? It's cliche at this point. They go through this entire journey. And they meet all these shapeshifters and what they call threshold guardians and people that try to thwart his journey and mentors that try to help him move forward to finally learn you are the one, the forces within. And I believe this is the stage that we're at right now in humanity, that we are stepping up to realize, even if we have great hope for Donald Trump or whoever it is that you're hoping for, that they can't do it alone, whoever it might be. It requires the entire organism. If we consider ourselves to be vital cells in the body of life, in the body of humanity, um, it just doesn't take one cell to make your body healthy. It takes all the cells working in tandem to do what they were literally born to do, which is to create life, to create your life. And so it's, it's all of our duty right now, literally, if we care and if we choose this. It's our duty to step forward, to understand our value, our worth, we have been, uh, it's been systemically stripped away from us, our purpose in life. And so most people are leading meaningless lives. And for me, the key to a powerful life is coming back into our purpose to realize what, what we came here for and for everyone to, to take action into that every day, whether it's just speaking out online in the smallest possible way or doing something grand like you do every single day broadcasting to the world. Um, but do your part, whatever it might be, because we truly, uh, you are the one you've been waiting for. And that that is the message that I hope we all wake up to very fast.
0: Well, and I think it's it's also a situation where you lead by example, or some people say, be the change you want to see in the world. It's kind of the yeah. left has kind of stolen that one, but it's, but it still has, it's true. Though. There's still, there's still a reality to it. It's like you saying, I'm not going to do the typical Hollywood stuff anymore. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do stuff that, that tells the truth. I'm going to do stuff that changes the world the way I want to see it. You know, I, I think Donald Trump has inspired a lot of people to get involved politically. I mean, so that's what it is. It's not saying, oh, look, Donald Trump's going to solve all my issues. Oh, Donald Trump inspires other people to get involved. I mean, I look at Alex Jones, and when I decided to make the, the, the switch from sports media to politics, I could have just said, oh, Alex can just do all of it. I don't, I don't need to do political media. Alex can just do all of it. No, I said, oh, Alex needs help. Other people need to get uh, in on this messaging. Other people need to get their voices out here. Other people's sphere of influence needs to be heard on all of this. And so I think that people are starting to realize that. And,
3: and look, how, look how, what a, a valuable asset you are to humanity right now because of that. I mean, it was great that you were into sports. But is, is that really what you were born to do? And would you would you be eighty years old on your deathbed and have your grandchildren asking you what what are you most proud of right now? And you're like, well, I, I called a really game great game one day. Would, would, By
0: the way, would, this, would that be the most fulfilling thing in your life? You, you talk about anything can be a tool or weapon. This pen right here, you mm-hmm. see this pen? This would mm-hmm. be propaganda, this would be a contraband in prison. Yeah, you wouldn't be allowed to have this no. because it'd be you a weapon. why? Yeah, somebody would get stabbed with it. Yeah, <laughs> right. so it just shows you a pen sitting on this desk, perfectly innocuous. You're not feeling threatened right now but in prison uh, I don't know now do you, uh, you you mentioned kind of thinking broadway play with your new musical that's coming out soon do you want to put it on broadway is that something you've thought about that
3: that's been coming up a lot lately and if there's any broadway producers out there um, reach out to me through our website at plandemic.com cuz i'm interested in it cuz after putting this together i thought this would actually make uh this would make a great broadway show there you, when we originally sat down with the guitars 3 years ago at thanksgiving we had all these characters in mind like we had this Big obese character named Big Pharma, right? We we made him an actual character, and then we were reversing other names. We had Gil Bates and Anthony and Fan, Anthony Alci, and we were making up all these characters. We didn't do that in this particular musical, but but there's a musical in there uh, that I think would be very healing for the people. You know, to be able to uh, to not make light of the situation because it's a tragedy that has done harm to to billions of people around the world. So no one's interested in, in, in taking the low road like that. But at the very same time, if we want to ensure that this never happens again, we need to find what better gift than comedy than to have us um, uh, look deeply at the the true damage that this thing has done all all through song and dance and comedy to understand really how ridiculous it's all been. and, And at the same time, how ridiculous we've been, because none of this would have been possible. You know, when people ask me all the time, who is they? You talk about they a lot. Like, well, the real answer is, you know, the, the real they will never know what their names are. And, of course, there's the usual suspects, Klaus Schwab's and George Soros. We can name them all day. But the real they is us. The real they is us. The real they are the ones who have been, have allowed all these distractions to consume us, for us to think that the house and the car is, is the ultimate goal. When we've taken our eye off the ball, the ball of our relationships, off of raising our children, being great Great husbands and great wives, being loyal friends, and coming back with those old-fashioned morals and standards that we were born to live under. And if we could, if we can do that again, which we can, because that's our nature. It's literally the easiest thing for us to do. Being demoralized takes a lot of work and it's painful. And it's, and it's it's why so many people are uh, are not happy right now. So we just have to come back. I, I believe. Uh, if you remember the at the end of the Great Awakening. Um, there were, I had a lot of pressure to put a lot of calls to action there. And I said, no, I, all I really want to tell people they have to do, because I don't want to leave this like there's a lot of work to do. All I want people to know is all we have to do is remember. We've forgotten yeah, our show humanity. Show them the trail,
0: give them the clues, and let We've them know. forgotten
3: our humanity. We just Mickey
0: Willis, com. Thank you so much.
3: Thank you, brother.
1: There's a big awakening happening, but people aren't getting how bad it is. Here's a Bongino getting into some of the document, and then he goes into other parts. The full thing, he said he's going to release more of it. We're trying to get him on the show. He sure as hell should come on. He's got these documents. But they talk about bumping me, bumping Trump, bumping Roger. Bumping means from literally bumping somebody with your shoulder to killing somebody. But the term is used in law enforcement when mafia basically starts intimidating or harassing people up to the point of killing.
4: It means terrorizing people. Here it is. Folks, I've never shown you this before. And I debated showing it to you now. My list is more than 26 names. I'm obviously not gonna tell you who I got this from, but the list of people to bump and target with you know, Russian interaction and and, and spying, put it on the screen. I've never shown you this before. This is from my source. Ted Cruz, Donald Trump, Ben Carson. Some of the names are not spell right. for a reason I can't describe. I'll, I'll maybe go into it at a different time. Don Trump Jr. Eric Ivanka. Lara Trump. Melania. Jared Kushner. Jason Miller. Dave Bossi, Sam Clovis. Paul Manafort. Jason Johnson. Carter Page. Papadopoulos. Alice Stewart. Victoria Coates. Christopher Bourne. Jason Osborne. Chris Christie. Don McGann. Michael Cohen. Michael Flynn. Alexander Jones. Jeff Sessions. Rudy Giuliani. Roger Stone. You think you're living in a safe
1: country when that's going on? It's the same reason everybody's leaving New York, because now they're going to grab everybody's property. These people are 100% evil.